she was definitely a fireball. She gave them the spark that they needed off the bench. They rode the wave of her hot hands. They definitely found ways to get her the ball, run her off six screens, whatever they had to. They got her open. And the Liberty, obviously, when you're switching everything, sometimes it's a in translation, you miss something. And so it was, it was tough, but it was definitely a very good game. A great game, actually. I couldn't have planned out a better start or beginning to the WNBA playoffs for sure. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of In My DNA. In case you didn't get to watch any of the games, the WNBA playoffs started on Thursday. I got a chance to watch both games, which were interesting in different ways, I have to say. So, game one started off, it was Dallas Wings taking on the Chicago Sky. The Chicago Sky were the higher seed. I think the first half for the Sky was awesome. They came out firing, they were getting pretty much anything they wanted in the paint. I think at one point they led by maybe 20-21 points, and... On the Dallas side of the ball, they missed some easy shots in the paint, some layups, different things. I think defense could have been a little bit better also. Seemed a little, you know, rusty or something like that, like they were trying to work out the kinks. But I will say the first half and the second half for Dallas were like two different stories. I mean, the defense picked up. They started making more shots. Hustle plays were going their way. They were out there like trying to steal the ball. And I think Satu Sabali played really well in the second half. You know, they, they talked about her coming back from injury a, a lot in that in that second half there. And she hadn't played in a while. And <laughs> sometimes that shows out there. I'm, I'm not laughing at her expense, of course, but if you've played a sport or you've done something where you know where I'm coming from when you've worked so hard that it makes you get a little sick and she had to kind of run to the garbage can during the game in the second half and you can you can visualize or or take that how you want to but you know she got sick and and two minutes later came back into the game and wanted to give her team a chance because she was playing well. So that that was just a whole different second half for them. They actually cut that 20 or 21-point lead down to, I think, three or four. And um, Chicago looked a little flat, I, I have to say, to start out in that second half. They didn't get into the paint as much. Um, you did have great games by Kalia Copper and Candace Parker did her thing, especially on defense. I think ultimately what this game came down to was experience. I mean, you see it a lot of times. You have a team that's young. They're playing a very experienced team. Players like Candace Parker and Courtney Vandersloot, and they've all been here a while. They've they've been in the playoffs. They've they've seen what they were going to see, and they they knew that they had to come out and try to win this one. And I think that experience prevailed on that night against Dallas. And they sped Dallas up a little in the fourth quarter, especially towards the end, the final five minutes or so. 
they forced into taking some bad shots sometimes kind of kind of coming down and early in the shot clock taking those shots they didn't really have to go as quickly as they were they they could have been a little more patient but I understand when you start to see the lead going back up again and you know that time is running out it's natural or almost almost instinctive to speed up and try to get as many shots up as you can and hope hope some of those shots go in and unfortunately for Dallas it didn't pan out that way Chicago was able to weather the storm they took I mean to give up a 20 point lead and and knock it down to 4 that w- that was a real gut punch but I think like we said you know the experience of Courtney Vandersloot and it was everything for her in that final 5 minutes or so it was taking you know getting coming off the ball and and backdoor cuts and great passes I, I mean the woman has been leading the the league in assists for I don't even know how long and it's been an amazing ride for her but that just showed it was on display in that game so I think the experience is what really put Chicago over the top against a team like this they didn't play their best they played their best when it was necessary and pulled out the win so the score was 81-64 Chicago um, like I said I think because of Dallas's inability to make baskets in the in the fourth quarter it kind of balloon the score to more than it was but it you know it also takes a lot out of you to try to come back from a deficit like that and fight and claw your way back and to fall short it's rough but it's also understood against the team that Chicago is I mean this is what they brought Candace Parker in for because they were struggling to get over the hump and win a game in the playoffs in the first round and you know that was the difference maker here you had Players like Kalia Copper, but then you had a compliment to her and Candace Parker, and you still have Courtney Vandersloot, and you have Allie Quigley shooting from the outside. So they have enough pieces and threats and even people coming off the bench. Obviously, Arike Agumbawale for Dallas, you knew she was going to put up her numbers. She's just an offensive powerhouse threat all the time. And like I said, Satu Sabali played a great game as well. So the Wings... Leading scorer was Arike Agumbawale with 22 points. Satu Sabali had 12 points. And see, you, you didn't really have a ton else after that. I think this is Isabel Harrison had 9 points. And Alicia Gray had 9 points. Mariah Jefferson had 9 points. You had some evenly dispersed pieces, but obviously you needed people to give you a little bit more there from from the outside and I think it would have been nice to see to see Marina Mayberry um give you some more like she did the the final game of the season and she only had three points so I think it's a learning experience for them and they'll they'll grow from there on the other side the Chicago Sky Kalia Copper had 23 points Candace Parker had a double double with 11 points and 15 rebounds and Courtney Vandersloot had 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. And that was pretty much her main offense there. Allie Quigley did dump in 15, and Azaree Stevens had 6. But they had more balanced attack from their starters. Their starters were all in double figures. Not all of them. Most of them were in double figures minus Azaree Stevens. But it was a good game overall for those that starting lineup. That was the first game. 
Obviously, those of you who might know or who probably know at this point, my favorite team is the Liberty. And let me tell you something to start off here. The Liberty needed a lot of help to get to the playoffs. It came down to, for them, being the only team, it came down for them the final week of the season. They needed to do something major. They had to win against Washington, I think on Wednesday, on a Wednesday or something along those lines, Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. They had to beat Washington, which they were able to do. Then they had to turn around and hope on Sunday, last Sunday, that Washington lost and Los Angeles Sparks lost. And guess what? Both those teams did just that. Both teams lost, and the Liberty claimed that eighth spot. And so they had to go up against the Phoenix Mercury. I knew it wasn't going to be an easy game to play, but what I will say, for the Mercury, Diana Taurasi did not play. She had some sort of ankle injury, and so she was out for that game. I think they were hoping she would play, but it, it didn't work out that way, and she had to sit out, and I know it was a tough one for her to sit out from because of how close it was all game and how exciting it was to watch. It was a little odd when I turned on the, the channel because the game was at 10 p.m., Eastern time. So it, it was interesting to begin with. And you see that Phoenix was not on their home, you know, in their home gym. So they, they played at Grand Canyon University and that gym was packed and rocking. It was so loud. Some at times you couldn't even hear the whistle or the calls that were being made. It was, it was rocking. And, you know, you saw people like Chris Paul in attendance, which I thought was really awesome to see great to see to see his support and he was into the game and everything so that was really fun the liberty strategy coming out into this game was simply put anybody but Brittany Griner can beat us I think they wanted to keep at bay Skylar Diggins Smith because obviously that's the next scoring threat after Brittany Griner with no Diana Taurasi playing so you know in the beginning of this game they they took the ball out of her hands, Griner, and they forced the offense of Phoenix to do something with the ball. And at first they were making shots. I think the double team worked. You kept the ball out of Griner's hands. You made her make or try to make a pass over your defense. They double teamed her or triple teamed her if they needed to. And they forced her to make passes. And sometimes they weren't very good passes. They were what they were. But... um I think for the Liberty on the other side of it was they had some lazy passes. They weren't as crisp on offense as they should have been or could have been, I should say. And so, you know, it, 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 it did hurt them a little bit there. And the Mercury, they moved the ball pretty well after Griner passed out of the double teams. They were knocking down shots in that first half. I think Griner garnered a lot of attention. And other players had to step up and knock down those shots or else that team was going to fall apart. You saw in the second quarter from Phoenix, the shots weren't falling the same. And and it hurt them. It hurt them a lot to not have Brittany Griner to kind of lean on. I think she had only taken four shots in the half or either that or in the quarter. And them as a team missed about 16 shots out of 24. That's kind of tough. And so the Liberty were up four at halftime. 
I, I will say one thing that did hurt the Liberty in this game was at times the rebounding. They did let Brittany Griner get a lot of rebounds, even though she wasn't scoring as much. She was on the boards pretty regularly. Everybody was crashing the boards, and the Liberty were not boxing out like they should at times. That was a that was a whole a struggle for them throughout the whole game, but they did have that lead at half. And I have two words for the second half. Sophie Cunningham. I didn't see much of her playing all season. I did get to see Phoenix a few times, a handful of times, sure. But not. I didn't see her playing the way she played in this game. And obviously, they needed a spark somewhere. They made some adjustments. They wanted to find a hot hand. And they put Sophie Cunningham in the game. And that was the difference maker for the Mercury. Because had she not made the number of shots that she made... This game would have been a much different game. And give it up for the Mercury because they came out. They had to work incredibly hard to win this game. And, and Diana Taurasi was not there. They, they're hoping she'll be back for the next game against Seattle. But in this game in particular, they were just trying to weather it. They were trying to weather the storm of their own. And the Liberty played like they had nothing to lose, which they didn't. And there were some really great plays at the end where some, some really great ones, some really crazy ones. The Liberty's offense still looked a lot better. Well, actually, the, Liberty, the Liberty's offense looked a lot better in the second half, I'd have to say. And they had some lulls where they did not score. And some really weird plays with and one threes. They, they fouled Sophie, Sophie Cunningham and made the three-pointer and got a free throw then with the with this weird um way that they did it then they had a play of their own which was the same you know they knocked down a three-pointer from the outside i think Rashawn DeGray and then someone uh, Benijah Laney was fouled so it was an and one and a made free throw it was a a very weird game to some extent where that was concerned the, the call Skylar Diggins played the whole you know whole fourth quarter practically with five fouls or four fouls or five I think it was five but it was just a wild game and then then came down the liberty with like a minute left or we're down three not even a minute uh, I probably was less than that down three and Benijah Laney just came down the court and knocked down the three and tied it up now, I will say for the Liberty, the worst part of the game to me was the very last 10 seconds of the game. Just watching it, um, I was a little surprised that the ball got inbounded to Brittany Griner. It was a tie game, you know, 82-82, I believe at that point. Yeah, 82-82. And I'm not sure why they doubled Brittany Griner away from the basket. Um, if she was in the post, by all means. Her back to the basket, deep in the post, by all means, or, or, or about to turn around and post. But I think there were about two seconds, a little over two seconds left in the game. I don't think she had that kind of time, so it was interesting to me for her to be almost out at the three-point line where I think with two seconds left, you would want her to be. You wouldn't want her to be under the basket because that might garner a tip-in or some kind of rebound and put back. So... You wanted her away from the basket. The defense was sharp, and then you got you got the ball in the hands of the person you would prefer to have it in, in the position you wanted her to. And then they doubled, and on the weak side, I think Sammy Whitcomb was a little bit late getting to Brianna Turner, and then 
un- unfortunately she had to foul her and uh i think one of the broadcasters there said i probably wouldn't have fouled her i would have forced her to make that basket in that clutch moment i mean that's an option uh it was a it was a layup that she had close to it so i you know it was it's a tough call but sammy Whitcomb did foul and you saw a little glimmer of hope there was four tenths of a second left you saw a glimmer of hope with her missing the first one and making the second one and liberty came down they had a they had a chance like i said for me you know they gave the ball to sabrina unescu who had to shoot it over Brittany griner and unfortunate at almost half court and unfortunately that's a really tough shot to make i think sticking to the plan that they had the whole game which was offensively pull Brittany griner from the po- the paint and force her to play defense on the outside. Natasha Howard was knocking down shots from the outside, three-pointers and everything. So she had to really honor the shot. And most times when they came off screens, she would be out there. So I think a better look would have been somebody going for a a tip-in or something in the paint because Brittany Griner was not in the paint. So you're kind of almost throwing the ball where she ain't, (laughs) as they would say. So you're you're giving it giving someone an opportunity where most cases Brittany Griner's in the paint you wouldn't want to get into the paint which is what happened for the Liberty they had to make shots because the paint was not really available to them with Brittany Griner sitting there so I will say you know other than Sophie Cunningham Skylar Diggins was able to come around in the second half even more and kind of find her way and and get shots that knock down big shots really you know she came down. I think at one point with a minute left or so and had a wide open layup. She just took it to the took it to the rack and that was how that game kind of panned out and it ended in a thriller 83-82. So like I said the the, the crowd was even the most noticeable thing because of how crazy they were going and I I can appreciate that. They were the home team. You would love to see them get some fanfare considering they weren't playing in their home gym. So they had to make an adjustment, and listen, the fans came out for them. So, congrats to them and and all you know both teams moving forward. Let's take a look at the box score here. Natasha Howard had 16 points and 10 rebounds. Rebecca Allen had 11 points. Benaja Laney 25 points. She had a very very good game, probably the best game I'd seen her play in quite some time. And then uh, Sabrina Unescu had a double-double with 11 assists and 14 points. So your starting lineup gave you as much as they could. I think you were missing a little bit of Sammy Whitcomb's point production considering she did play 34 minutes, which was quite a lot. But, you know, between your starting five, they all played for the most part 30 minutes or above besides Rebecca Allen, who played 29. But her defense really is what, she she did best at in that game. She was guarding Skylar Diggins, and it, it kind of disrupted Skylar Diggins' flow a little bit for a good portion of the game. So it was a smart strategy, I would say. Here's the box score for the Mercury. And look, Brittany Griner played the entire game pretty much, and she would have had to. Like I said, no, uh, no Diana Taurasi and other people had to step up. But you had... Brittany Griner with 16 points and 10 rebounds. You had Brianna Turner with 12 points and 9 rebounds. Skylar Diggins-Smith had 22 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. And Sophie Cunningham had 21 points, 
three rebounds, two assists. So moving ahead here, I did mention earlier that uh, the next two games, all these games are single elimination, the first two rounds. So you have the Phoenix Mercury playing the Seattle Storm tomorrow at 3 p.m. I believe that is on ABC. This for The second game is the Sky versus the Minnesota Lynx. The Minnesota Lynx have had a surprisingly sneaky good year, so we'll see what that game looks like. I think for the Storm, there's a chance that Brianna Stewart might not be playing in the game tomorrow. Um, this is Sunday, so we'll see what that looks like. And then with the Lynx, like I said, they've had a sneaky good year, so they they ended up in that, that uh, third-place spot, and they they surprised some people. So we, we, we've got to wait to see what that turns out so for those of you who want to check it out again like I said first game tomorrow Phoenix Mercury Seattle Storm 3 p.m. on ABC and the second game is at 5 p.m. tomorrow Sunday it's the Chicago Sky versus the Minnesota Lynx I think they will be in Minnesota and Seattle so we will see we will talk again after that takes place but I'm so grateful for all of you who listened I'm glad to keep you up to date. So if you, you know, by all means, if any questions, anything you want to talk about, you know, share your own thoughts on the game, what you would have done differently, by all means, look for me on social media. Until next time, see ya.